Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. by today's guest. I have been an enormous admirer and fan of a life coaching group out of America called the Handel Group for a number of years. I started noticing that many of the people I really admired had worked with Handel. I started to notice that their name and their method was dropped into many different places that I wanted to be. So when I got the chance to interview one of the head coaches from the Handel Group, Laurie Gerber, I was so excited. I thought we would get great life coaching tips, really cool insights into how to be the woman we want to be, all of the stuff that comes with that life coaching talk. But what I found in this beautiful interview with Laurie is so much more than that. She shared the insights of what it is to mother your children lightly in a way to let them be who they are, even when that turns out completely differently than who you thought they were. How we can look after ourselves as women and as mothers and how to make sure that we let them be them and let us be us. I hope that you listen to this interview with a really open heart and open mind and hear how this is an invitation for you to look at who you are being as a mama, what you need to let go and accept about your children, how you can prioritise yourself, your relationship, what you really need more. And at the end of this interview, I will give you details of how you can join the Handel Group's online program, Inner You, for 50% off. I've done this course myself. It's life-changing. I'll share with you more at the end. But for now, here's Laurie. Mama and former journalist. 
After spending 15 years chasing news and burning myself out trying to be Superwoman, I realised that I was chasing a dream that no longer served me. And since then, have dedicated myself to understanding the transition that we go through as women when our whole identity shifts with motherhood. Every week, I will bring you the very best insights and inspiration I can find to help us all change the way we feel about this time in our lives and create a movement that allows us to honour motherhood differently. Laurie, good morning. It is very early in Sydney, Australia right now, but I would wake up at any time to be able to speak to you. I'm very excited. Welcome. Thank you for having me so much. I really was excited to speak to you because I am a huge fan of the Handel Group. I have watched from afar for a number of years. I've um, read one of the books. I have done a lot of the online um, content. And the reason I've always been drawn to it is because it is a very powerful approach to self-responsibility. I think, if I may sum up the whole group's approach please, to coaching. Please do. <laughs> so far, you're doing great. I feel no need to, to, to change what you're saying. And this is an important thing for us as mamas to really get our head around. And what I'd love to explore with you over the next half an hour or so is how we do take full responsibility for our own happiness when we are in the trenches of actually making sure our kids and our partner and everyone around us is okay because that's often yeah. the definition of motherhood and womanhood is if your kid's okay you're okay right. I, I really want to flip that with you right the next half right hour. I actually that's exactly what I flipped when I came to coaching if I'm okay my kid's okay yes how about that so and it's funny because I started coaching when I had two children I think under the age of two maybe two children under the age of three wow now I have three children of all different ages but it was right in that eye of the needle where I could see I was gonna lose myself and probably my marriage and any sense of happiness. And, and I had no time, obviously. I was running a business and trying to raise two children and trying to keep a marriage afloat. But I found time for this conversation of coaching because I knew that that was this moment where I was gonna, it was gonna make or break my happiness. And one of the first things Actually, one of the first things my coach had me do was stop sleeping with my child so that I could actually sleep, interestingly mm -hmm. enough, because all bets were off because I had no, I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> That's like literally torture. Um, and I did not have a newborn, by the way, for anyone who's listening and thinking, oh, that's normal. It was not a newborn. Okay, this child was old enough to sleep through the night and I was old enough to sleep through the night as well. And then the second thing we did was flip that idea of what is truly your what is really your philosophy on what is best for children? Because my philosophy had not been really considered. It was kind of like, you should spend all your time with them. And upon reflection, I was easily convinced that children do as we do, not as we say. And it is not a function of how much time, not a function of how much time you spend with them. So it's so important. Because, 
That's it. We, um, in my training and programs, we talk a lot about this idea of the good mother, this assumption that we have from our culture and our society and maybe our upbringing of what a mother needs to do. And it's often complete self-sacrifice. And we're not yeah. even aware of it, Laurie. We, we, you know, if you asked, of course, the answer might not be that, but within right. yourself, that is what you're carrying. So from that moment where you separated yourself, just the tiniest bit, by getting your own bed back, what were the steps right. that you had to take that you now share with others about really claiming yourself and your responsibility yeah. and your happiness again? The first one was to actually question my thinking. And what, anybody who does the hand on method, like the barrier to entry is you have to dream in all the areas of your life. So here I was, the only areas of my life were childcare and work. <laughs> Those were the only two areas of the 12 areas there actually are that I was attending to. And so you look at all areas and you have to start to tell the truth about what you care about. And then you have to, and then that's what had me and in a, in a conversation with my coach go, oh, if I'm not taking care of my life, mainly my health, my relationship with my partner, really those were the two primary foundational things. There is absolutely no way, no matter how hard I work for my child, no matter how many healthy snacks I hand make, there is no way that kid is going to learn what I want that kid to learn. I have to model what I want for my kid. And what I want for my kid is for them to be happy, healthy, with the love of their life or loves of their life, and in meaningful work of some kind. That's what I want for my kid. And if that is what I want and I cannot get it for myself, good luck. It's yes. not happening. So change your mind, put your, you know, put your thinking cap on and ask yourself what you really care about, what's true for you. That change in my mind changed everything because that allowed me to get the kid out of my bed. That allowed me to make time for self-care. That allowed me to take on my relationship with sugar. That allowed me to take time to heal my marriage. All the things that were necessary for me to even be slightly present in the hours that I was spending with my children. So you said the 12 life areas of the Handel Method. Is that correct? 12. Correct. correct. Self, love, career, money, time fun, spirituality, home, family, self, your relationship to yourself, uh, community, you know, right? it's, it's all the areas, you know, yeah. we didn't make them up. We're just, we're just reminding you of, yes. of the actual reality of your life. And that is the bit that we lose in these years is everything gets whittled down to one or two right. big roles and we lose all the other ones. What right. happens to a woman when she doesn't remember or realize that there are 10 other categories she's meant to be thinking of right now the first thing she does is she starts to drink or watch tv or eat or starve or you know do, do something to not feel the pain of that and then eventually she gets really really sad or detached or or she might blame her marriage right she, you know she might find something to pin it on versus just neglect just actual neglect. It's, it's quite sad. I see a lot of people who are just lost. Like they just don't know who they are or they forgot who they are and they can't find it again. And it, it's a, you know, it, kids can fill that hole for a bit, <laughs> but then there's a certain point where you're like, wait a second, they're going to grow up and go to school or they're going to grow up and leave. I can imagine it's very confronting. I know for me, I've listened to thousands of mamas over the years who are exactly as you said, when you described what happens when we don't realize that there's all these other parts we've forgotten about. 
Mm. I got goosebumps down my arms because I thought, yeah, that's what happens. I've seen that over and over again. It would be really confronting for a woman who's listening to this to realise perhaps that she she has neglected herself and that's such a strong word we're not putting any judgment on that the world asks us to neglect ourselves in motherhood it's actually the it's like the job description the wrong job description so if she's listening and she really resonates and perhaps she's just had goosebumps or tears herself where does she start Mm. well I really give permission to, pe- to people to look at their thoughts, their feelings and their actions. And I've talked a little bit about the thoughts and how important it is to change your mind. Um, the work with feelings is really good if you can do with a coach or a buddy or somebody that you trust where you can just express and feel and move through spaces. But then the physical was a big breakthrough for me, Amy. I mean, just the getting the child out of my space for 12 hours a day was an enormous physical change. And then I made another physical change, which was starting to have sex with my husband again. That was an enormous physical change. Then date night, enormous physical change. Then, um, and then I, I developed what I like to call my magic numbers, which is I, I decided that it wasn't true that there was a certain amount of time I should spend with my kids, that it was actually something that I could design an event based on my own heart's longing and my own design of my life. And so I started to really play with the schedule. And I I said this on a recent podcast also that I don't care if you have no money, you can team up with another mother and cover each other. Every, even professionals do not spend more than six hours straight with a child under any condition because it's not healthy to do so as an adult. It's not developmentally appropriate. It's not healthy. Like even a trained teacher who got a master's in that spends three hours and then gets a break and go somewhere else with no children for that break because <laughs> professionals understand that it's it's really hard work right that's why in a divorce you get half the money <laughs> it's like it is real and people are in denial about that i mean i know people who go to work and their and their partner stays home and they don't understand why the partner didn't get things done that day and anyone who stays home with one or more child will tell you they were working constantly <laughs> I remember in an interview with um, Dr. John Demartini many, many, many years ago, he said something to me and this was, I don't even think I'd had my third child yet. So I was really deep in the self-sacrifice of motherhood. Mm. And he said to me, women need to understand they are not always the best person for their child to be with. And I was like, yes, exactly. Oh, well, I was angry at him because I thought, well, that's easy for a man to say. But actually yeah. over the years, I have realized that if they're with me and I'm angry, overwhelmed, upset, it is better right. that they be somewhere where they're being entertained for a few hours. We have this 100%. assumption. Yeah. Sorry. Plus, I interrupted. We, we, no, we believe, well, I, my coach taught me the same new theory and <laughs> I had the same reaction of like, wait, that's not what I was taught. But it's so funny because we believe in diversity. Like, would you ever tell your kid to just read one book? No. <laughs> Never. Go read as many books as you can, but, but only hang out with me. <laughs> like, no, it makes no sense. It is not, it's just not right. Yes. And one of the things I had to uh, realize is that my inner chicken, which is the voice of fear, was so afraid to actually fulfill my actual mission here on earth 
that I used my kids as an excuse. I blamed them. I used them as an excuse. I used them as a diversion. In fact, whenever I was particularly scared about something in my career, they would magically need more attention. Like the timing was uncanny. My coach started to point out to me that if I wanted my kids to stay healthy, I should stop being such a chicken in my life because the correlation was fascinating. Or, you know, just waking up in the middle of the night or needing more, whatever it was. I always had the kids as my excuse for why I could avoid my next risk in my career. And that was fascinating. Or my next risk in my, in my love life, right? The same thing, same exact um, scenario. I didn't have to get close to my husband if a kid's in my bed or I'm in my kid's bed. I can avoid intimacy. I can avoid sex. I can avoid all that and then blame him when he wants to, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) have a sex life, right? Like that's what they signed up for. That is so interesting. I, um, I have never put those two things together that just as you're about to take a courageous step in whichever area of your life, just be a witness to what happens with your children around that time. Because as you said that, I've just had flashbacks of the last seven years of me actually saying out loud, why is it every time something big happens to me, this happens with them? I've actually acknowledged it out loud, but never seen the correlation. Yeah. Don't Mm. underestimate the power of the inner chicken and the inner brat to create a diversion to keep you safe, you know, to keep you comfortable. It's, it's remarkable. And, and again, though we can point to all of the pressure put on mothers, we can also say, but boy, do we have a fallback that makes us feel good, you know, or, or important, or, you know, we, we can use it just as much as it uses us. Wow. And so then you obviously began this experience when you had two under two, two under three, and then you've now got much older children and had the experience of really growing yourself while allowing them to grow into their own beings. And this is something else I wanted to explore with you because a lot of the mamas that are listening have little ones at the moment, but, and sort of feel that their time to explore who they are will come at a certain point. They're still very attached to um, making sure that their children are okay before they're okay. And this is something that you've had to explore as your children get old and really almost detach from trying to get them to work out a certain way, haven't you? Oh my, it is remarkable how much children will teach you patience and for me, one of my life challenges has always been wanting someone else to be responsible for my happiness. I don't know if you can relate to that or anybody listening can relate to that. I've always, oh, yes. if it wasn't my parents, then it was my coworker or my boss, or it was my spouse, or it wasn't, I even still do it to my kids. They make fun of me for the fact that I'll say like, do you need anything? And then if they say yes, I'll cry. Cause I don't, you know, <laughs> I, could just, I just, you know, I want them, I still want them to make me okay. Sometimes I want them to be responsible for my feelings so that when, when a kid genuinely is going through something. So my eldest genuinely at around age 11, 12 knew that he wasn't straight, but didn't know what was going on and had like, I really thank God for YouTube, honestly, because the, the, we didn't have the language and he didn't have the language to talk about what he was feeling and experiencing in his body and his soul and his mind. And I think it really helped to be exposed to language and other people's accounts of 
their uh, exploring of their gender identities because ultimately he was able to walk us through and explain his own exploration of his sexuality and his gender to ultimately, we went through an entire transition um, that included hormone therapy and, you know, surgery and all, all of the things and, you know, name change and all of it. So uh, that was a remarkable opportunity to continue to separate my emotional experience from his emotional experience and what he needed mm. to continue to be curious and present and concerned and honest, but to not project my fears and, and issues onto him because he was dealing with enough. <laughs> it was obvious he was dealing with enough and trying to keep himself present to what he was trying to figure out. And my job was to just, I hate this phrase because it's so cliche, but hold space, right? Yes. To just be grounded in my own happiness in my life, my own tools for self-love and self-care and and truth-telling and just to keep listening, just to keep listening. I'm just thinking what that whole experience would have been if you hadn't started that coach when your babies were little and moved them out of your bed. I can't imagine the process of a child discovering this about himself, transitioning and being fully supported if the mother and the father, of course, the parent hasn't done the work to be okay within themselves because that is a massive change of your expectations of what your child's life would be like. So what did your self-work, your self-responsibility allow you to be for him in those moments? And I will still tell you, it is a a day-by-day, moment-to-moment challenge to continue to separate oneself from their child like from my child to say my emotional experience has nothing to do with their emotional experience they're two different worlds I take care of me and I support him taking care of him and that's how you get an independent resilient happy child and an independent resilient happy mother and so that's exactly right I would not have been able to stay, I, I just don't want to make it sound like I did a perfect job, but I would not have been able to stay grounded um, and, and been wise enough also to know to get support from other places, mm. you know, versus to try to get support from my child, right? Who was 12, 13, 14, 15 at the time and needed his own support, which of course we got him as well. Um, so that was really a great wisdom. My emotional experience has nothing to do with their emotional experience. What a brilliant quote. What an amazing reminder. And I can't- Two, two separate human beings, <laughs> fancy that. <laughs> Mind-blowing, right? <laughs> and who are we gonna be for each other? That's something you can invent and design as your child, you know, as your child changes and grows. I will say one thing, a lot of people, their knee-jerk response, and this is for anyone who's gonna go through their kid coming out in any way, shape or form, there's not that much of a change as you think there might be. That's like a little just hot tip for folks to understand. Your child is your child already. Like that human is very formed very early on, right? I think we're all kind of delusional about how much we think people really change over over the course of life. Or if they, you know, if they go by a different pronoun, that that means that who they are has really changed all that much. And that is something profound that I've learned that I really want to tell other parents because people get freaked out. 
I, you know, I certainly did that something major is going to change. And actually it's just your little neural pathways in the pronoun you're saying, like, it's actually wow. not that the human, the human is more themselves. It is, it's beautiful to help someone become more themselves and whether that's gender or sex, sexuality, or just, you know, being an artist, whatever it is that a human is trying to become that is their innate self, it, we are afraid of the wrong thing. <laughs> like we're, we're, we really are. I think we're more afraid it's going to make us have to do that work. We're not really afraid of that human being more themselves. We love that human. Yes. And, you know, I can see the parallels in what we need to do for ourselves as well. We need to be brave to let ourselves be more of ourself. We right. need to allow our neural pathway to change the story on what it means to be a mother and a woman and allow ourselves to look at all 12 areas and really be fully responsible and present for all of it. And mm -hmm. yes, it's freaking hard when you've got two, three little ones or all of the stuff has been thrown at you, but we can't wait. We can't just keep thinking it will happen tomorrow or next week because they really need us to be doing this now so that when they do come to us with their big decisions, whether it's to transition to another gender or go live in France and study pastry chefing, it doesn't really matter, that we're able to let them be them while we be us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're so linked, right? The more you're allowed to be who you really are, the more they're allowed to be who they really are. Mm, it's, I, I did a TEDx talk called The Secret Free Diet. And it's all about the more you live in truth, your truth, your personal truth, the more you allow others to live in theirs. And that's such an exponentially positive impact on your family, your community, your world. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I have loved speaking to you, your honesty into what you've been through in motherhood as well. Um, those little insights I know will be just what so many need to hear. So thank you for your time and your wisdom and your vulnerability. You are very welcome. I think you can see why the Handel Group is one of the most successful life coaching groups in the world right now and why so many of the people that I have admired over the last few years have worked with them. And also, you can see why Laurie was one of my favourite interviews in a while. I actually really loved how raw and real she was about herself and what motherhood requires, how she has learned to mother differently, how she has learned to human differently. And that's exactly what is taught in their course, Inner You. It's actually been known as the course to learn how to human better. I love that. It gives you the tools to get to know yourself, to actually set real goals that you are then accountable for, something that often we don't do. We sign up and we think we're going to do it and then there's no follow through. This course is different. You can go and get 50% off the Inner You program. If you go to the Handel Group's website and type in Happy Mama Movement, or one word, capital letters, in the coupon area, and you will get it for just $325 as opposed to the normal $650.
I hope that sparks something in you today. And thanks for being here. Please leave a review if you can on your podcast player so more and more mamas can hear these conversations. Until next week, Satnam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.